never imagined that I would be online dating. In my mid-20s, I met this doctor. He was a tall Greek gentleman with deep, penetrating blue eyes and a sweaty upper lip. Initially, I wasn't attracted to him, but he kept calling me. He'd sometimes call me like 20 times a day. And you know those first answering machines that we used to have? The ones with the cassettes? He'd fill it up completely. The doc calling, the doc calling, these singing messages. And I would hear this like all night. I'd hear it in my sleep. It made no sense to me, but I, th I was flattered and I thought I'd give him a chance because I thought he needed me. I dated him for six months, and he was always available. He was always there. I even called his house several times, and I never knew. I never knew. When I told my mom about him, she looked at me, and I'll never forget what she said to me. She said, too good to be true. And she was right. One day, he lied to me, and he was always lying. He was always telling this little, and it was so minor. It was, it was over a bottle of wine, whether it was cold or not. That's all I wanted to know. And he lied, and I looked at him, and I said, why are you always lying? You know, what is it? What's going on? And he looked me dead in the eye, and he said, I'm married. I was somewhat heartbroken, and it was totally unexpected. But me, as I am, I just followed along. I stayed with him. He ended up getting a divorce from his wife. I ended up going into the office, and when I got there, I didn't realize that he was in so much debt, back taxes, back rent, it was a mess. With a ninth grade education, I went to work. I fired all the employees. So within a month, he was 60,000 in the black. I was so happy, I was so proud. But his unethical behavior kind of got to me and I, it made me feel uneasy. And today, He's in prison. So three months later, I met an activist. He was a Native American. He was with an organization called AIM, the American Indian Movement. He was a tall, beautiful, beautiful man. We were together for about 10 years. I got my education with him. He helped me through thyroid disease, and then he was so idealistic. After we separated, I went to the university. I continued my education. I moved to another state. I got my BA in communication with a business minor. And this was in 2005. I was 45. That same year, I was recruited by Walmart. Everybody knows Walmart. Have you seen the pictures of the people and the way they dress? I'm sure you have. I was finally following my own path, doing something I wanted to do. So 
I had achieved all these goals. You know, everything that I set for myself, I achieved it. Got my education, bought cool cars, bought myself a BMW, had instead on the license plate. I put instead, instead of kids, instead of a husband, instead of all the stuff that children and husbands come with, you know, spending your money. So that's what I had instead. But after that, you know, I start thinking, you know, I have all this stuff. I've achieved all these things. I have no one to celebrate my victories with. You know, I'm all alone. You know, I got to do something about this. So then I decided to do the online dating thing. That was in 2008. I signed up for a couple of sites, but the first site that I initially was on and spent any time was POF, Plenty of Fish. <laughs> so I signed up for the site, and this guy contacted me. And then all you had was pictures. You, didn't, you couldn't you know, interact with video. And he was just his eyes. Oh, man. He was just a good-looking guy. And I'll call him my dream. He had beautiful smile, deep, penetrating blue eyes, blue-green eyes, matter of fact. And they were kind of light. And he's about 6'3". He had the right job. He was an engineer. The kind of man that I've been dreaming about. And I finally wanted to choose. We spoke for about a week. And then, boom, he vanished. He was gone. I was like, man, what the heck? That was nice. I was saddened, but I felt, okay, I guess that was for the best. Several years later, he contacts me again on a different site. And that time, we were able to Skype, so we were able to see one another and hear one another. And for about a week, I told him my innermost feelings, my dreams, my passions, what I wanted in life. I wanted to be married. I wanted to be one with someone. I wanted to be one with someone for the rest of my life. I've never been married. I don't have any children. And that's what I wanted. I wanted to be with someone. The saying, partner in crime, you know, I wanted just a partner in life. And then, guess what? I'm sure you guys know. He vanished again. And that time, I had just taken my hair down, you know, my braids out, and I put on this cap, this red beanie cap. So the last time I talked to him, I had that cap on. So in the back of my mind all that time, I was thinking, oh, man, he dumped me because I looked like a scrub. <laughs> so I move on. And then, of course, another four years, a lot of dates later, he contacts me again. This was in 2016. I was just so in awe with this guy. He was available. I was available. We were both available to choose. So we chose one another. We talked lifetimes and lifetimes. 
I told him again all my innermost feelings. We had made plans. I came to Darwin. I spent a beautiful 10 days here with him, just he and I. I brought like $10,000 worth of things because I was planning on coming here to live for the rest of my life and be with my dream. We had this wonderful time, and you know what we did. We laughed, we talked, did a lot of you know what. So I go back to the United States, wrap up all my job. I quit my job, sold my cars, gave away mostly everything that I've had since the 70s. <laughs> and we met in my hometown, my family, everyone. And we got married. And my mother was so happy for me. You know, she finally thought that I had a good catch. And she didn't say a word. Next thing I know, we're in Taiwan, going to Bali on my honeymoon. And I asked him to hold my tablet and take some pictures of the airport. I come out of the restroom, and the first thing I hear, you fucking whore. And I was shocked. I was like, at that very moment, my dream turned into my nightmare. I was treated like a non-human. But there was one thing that he didn't know, is that I'm a strong black woman. And that's something that my mother taught me. And I ended up finding a good job. I didn't put my money with his. I had money. I had the knowledge of navigating systems. So I worked the system. And a moment in Taiwan, at that airport, he said those words to me. I started planning. I started planning to get out. New Year's Day, 2017, I left him. 335 days after I met my dream online for the last time. I still want to find love. I'm still searching, but I will not be online dating again. Thank you for listening to my story.